0: Welcome to Tagged Up, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben and I'm here for a special, well not special, just a normal episode, (coughs) episode number 50. Here with Adil How you doing, Adil? Hey hey, I'm doing grand. Good. And not only is it episode fifty, it's your birthday. Tomorrow, but probably yesterday when we publish it. <laughs> it's a general birthday episode. Happy birthday. To me? Yes. To everybody that's listens to us. Um, we've got a slightly shorter episode this week. Adil and I are just gonna chat about a couple of games that we played. We are also going to stick another interview, I believe, um, at the end of the episode, because yes. I understand you possibly have another EGX yes. interview that you did. Yeah, uh,
1: this What's would that? be into the black. Yeah, the VR game. Nice. Um, uh, it's a it's a student project um, which got quite a, quite good reviews and it's actually been nominated for a prize of uh, best student something at what uh, not EGX but another one I. Wish I had the information on me, but I don't. I just, I just follow her on Twitter, and I uh, saw that, and congratulated her, and now we're talking about it, and I realized I could have done some research. <laughs>
0: yeah. I sprang it on you slightly, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Uh, if you, anyway. Um. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> a game which, uh, um, is a third-person narrative where you are either a fox or a bear. Mm. And we'll talk, we talk about, you know, all kinds of things, including um, how to deal with um, moving left and right, like how to deal with movement when you're in a third-person VR mode. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, Unfortunately, uh, due to the Birmingham incident, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to come by and play it because after the interview, it, her booth was super busy and they didn't want to like butt in line on people who were waiting yeah, patiently. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then the Birmingham incident happened and I couldn't exactly use uh, VR headsets. So uh, I'm anxiously awaiting the demo that should come out at, at the end of the year. Um, yeah. And then uh, we'll talk about it again, I'm I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I know definitely. some people who who did play it and they said it was fantastic and it was good. So anyway, um, that's good, what good. we will talk about. But first, why don't you tell us what we will be drinking?
0: So this week, um, episode 50. It's a short one. So we've only got one beer. However, you know from listening to us that we very much like the breweries Arbour and Wiper and True. Now, we've found that they have done a collaboration beer called Clogwork Orange. It's an IPA brewed with oranges, hyphenated, hyphenated, no, parentheses, oh God. but no clogs. Um, and it was uh, a collaboration beer for a tap takeover in Holland. And they tried to find something that was as Dutch as possible. And the two things that they settled on was clogs and oranges. I think only oranges have been used in the making of this beer. Unless it's slightly woody.
2: Um,
1: you're not going to read the whole text, my God. Uh, no. I'm, I will. Um, one thing I will note, um, for those of you who can find this, um, it has... The weirdest texture of label I've ever felt on a beer. It's it's quite, I don't know, sand like it's not sandy. It's very
0: well, gritty. It's, yes, it's gritty. Yes, yes um, that's the and,
1: word. And when it was when we were in the shop and it was had no condensation, I didn't like it at all. But the the has actually made it bearable. But anyway, um, <laughs> this is what they have to say about the Clogwork Orange. When asked to do a tap takeover in Holland with Wiper and True, the idea of getting together to make a beer for the event seemed obvious. So, we met up to discuss a plan and wrote a list of things with a Dutch connection. The conversation went along the lines of, Cheese, tulips, windmills, bikes, clogs, the colour orange. Plus one or two other things. Uh, We settled on orange and clogs, only we couldn't work out what to do with the clogs. It has been fermented in the bottle, so there is yeast still present. Um and it is seven point four percent. It is a, a four point two U- unit uh UK unit beer, and it has malted barley and wheat as lo- along with
0: oranges and no clogs. We oh, should see it's a, a lovely deep colour. It's very dark. It's a lot darker than oh, I the Oh wow, was you could
1: sorry, i just got hit with the nose right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's not nice. orange in the in the in the standard. Orangey beer sense. It's quite um, a bit darker.
0: It is. It is. It's um. It's a nice sort of hoppy nose.
1: Mhm. But little, like a, a very zesty hop. Where yeah, obsessed, I mean not yeah. in the sort of citrus part, but in that sort of zing zest sort of. Mm,
0: mm. Slightly fruity.
1: It's also quite bubbly. I don't know. Or I poured really. Yes, fully. mine was as well.
0: Ooh. Mm, you definitely get you definitely get the orange. Oh, yeah. It's a big hop flavor as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You've got that nice sort of deep hoppiness that sort of sits throughout the flavor and, and, and carries on um, at the finish. Quite a long finish on that as well. The flavor, that fruity sort of orangey flavor sort of disappears relatively quickly. Oh, so it's it's more like a
1: medium sort of part mm. of the finish, like not right away, but... Certainly, the hops outlast it for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, you have it. Once you have a second taste, you take maybe because on the first one you just sup, don't you, a little bit just mm. to just to get a taste. You take a slightly uh, slightly bigger taste, and you you definitely oh, wow. get that hit of orange.
1: Oh, that's really good, mm. and it's um
0: that's very good.
1: It's an orange. So there's sort of different parts of an orange flavor, right? Um, and so when we say orange, sometimes we mean sort of a sweet citrus, and sometimes uh, but this is like the the core of orange taste, right? It's not that it's not the orange just sort of tarty, or mm-hmm. the sweetness. It's just sort of that, that, that the heart of all oranges have this in their taste, but some are sweeter as well. And some, yes, have, yes, yes. Have that more yes. more tart citrus. This is like proper orange. Like core
0: orange it. flavor. Yeah. Orange. Orange. Nice. Nice. So we're going to very much enjoy this. I'm very, you nice. Know, yeah, we right. have like three sips. It's really Nice.
1: You have a big bottle, um, too, so it'll last it is. longer than the pot, probably.
0: Definitely will. Um, I am going to start on a little bit of a downer. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Um, because I've been playing two games recently, both of which I haven't really enjoyed. Oh. Um, I'm going to very quickly glance over one of them. Um, and then the other game I played, I know you've played, so we can talk about that a little bit more. Um, so the first one is Transformers Devastation. Oh, I've played that um, it's the, oh, you have. Yeah, it's the free PlayStation Plus game this month, uh, the month of October. Mm-hmm. It feels, it looks, it sounds very much like the '80s Transformers cartoon,
1: the OG cartoon. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, it, it it's got that sort of cell shaded um, texture to it. The the, the 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 you know when you transform, the sounds are all there. <coughs> Yeah. It's all that kind of. It feels very much like a Transformers game should, but I've just not enjoyed it. I've not enjoyed the gameplay loop. The mechanics aren't very tight. They at all. are
1: so loosey goosey. Ah, oh, like it's just. Sorry to interrupt, but as soon as you said the mechanics, my brain was like, "Yeah, ugh. And you know about a game that about a robot's turning into cars. You think mechanics? Huh. Eh? Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, no, like, it, there's sort of a lot of things you can do with melee hits and two different, like, you can equip four different weapons and they can be one has yep. to be a melee, one has to be a ranged of some sort, but you can sort of swap them in and out, so you can have, like, uh Optimus has his cannons and um Fast Car Guy, I can't remember his name right now, has, like, a flamethrower, but you can switch them out and you upgrade the weapons and it's got a lot of growth there. Um, and like you can charge things with a car, such that you can break through special barriers if the right
0: button. Yeah, you can. And you there's can all hit, kinds of hit through shields and stuff.
1: Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on, but it's so clunky. Mm. Like mm. speaking of clogs, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it just it just, it, it just feels
0: heavy, doesn't it?
1: it? Yeah, it makes like especially some of the boss fights, like like um, the second time you fight Devastator, which is I beat that because mm. I had to, and then I stopped. Yeah, because yep. it was just a, a real pain in the ass fight. Because yeah. I think both the Devastator fights were because you just you couldn't hit the like, especially because dodge is a universal move that then everything goes into slow motion and you can then attack for. And they, it's clear that on the boss battles they expect you to have that timing down pat, but mm-hmm. it's just.
0: Part of it might be my lack of skill, but I know a large part of it is just that it's just so not responsive. Yeah, yeah, very much, very much. I mean, it's it's some of that as well when you, you're fighting Devastator and you're at his feet and you're just hitting away at him and you dodge out the way. You move into vehicle form to move away a little bit quicker, do a lap around the, um, you know, the, the, the battle area that you're in, get to the other side of him, do it again, drive back around and it's just the same thing consistently oh he has
1: so much health and yeah and like the easiest way to beat him is like you said um drive really fast do the drive attack yeah um, do one sort of string of hit four buttons and then you'll get the combo move which means you can hit r1 and then you turn to a vehicle and charge him yeah, and then a little bit harder. And then L one is basically that move where you don't have to have a combo and it does slightly less damage, but you again mm. hit it with the car. You've got to build up. Yep, uh, it builds up over time, and so mm-hmm. then at that point you drive away and do a lap until that timer's reset, and then you do yep. that again. Or if you or and in the middle you can maybe use your grenade launcher or whatever weapons, long range weapons you have, um, but they're again not the greatest to aim while driving. Mm-hmm. Um. and then those run out and, and throughout the fight there's only four or five things that break that give you sort of more energy or more health and then you have no option but to do that first sort of mild combo over and over and over and over yeah again.
0: completely I, I think for me it just got boring very yeah. quickly um yeah. and the, so i mean yeah it, it's the free playstation plus game give it a try i mean i lasted an hour, maybe, because I thought I'd try and give it a little, you know, try and give it long enough to to see what I felt and if it opened up a little bit more. It does with the the crafting element of, of being able to fuse, you know, weapons together to give them different abilities and things like that. But it just just wasn't enough. I lasted, to, to hold me at all.
1: I lasted two or three missions after the beginning. It was over. Like there's a whole swath, yeah. swath of missions, and then and then you get the you get to the arc and you can pick. One of the three transformers, and that's when you can do weapon config, etc. Yep. And by yep. that point, I was just like, "Oh, really?" That like this is now the meat of the game has just started, and I played a couple levels, and they were just
0: the same. So that's Transformers: Devastation. Yep. Um, and the other game I played, which it, which I didn't enjoy for a different reason, um, is Star Trek Online. Oh, I played that. I've been watching a lot of the Next Generation, a little bit of Deep Space Nine, um, because they've come on Netflix. So mm-hmm. I'm on a little bit of a Star Trek kick at the moment, and it I'm is sorry. free.
1: Um, question: um, mm. Have you started watching DS9 in pseudo p- at the right time p- points? So I know I people who, who watch the series in like as close to chronological order as possible at the so season I, level, usually.
0: Yeah, I did, and I I watched season six of the Next D&T. Generation. I then went to watch season one of Deep Space Nine but i then jumped back into the next generation because there were a couple of episodes that i wanted to watch and one when i'm getting time to watch them um is normally when i'm looking after evelyn right. so because netflix just rolls on through the episode it just right. kept going and i just rolled into season seven of the next generation i think i've only got two episodes of that okay. left to go but um i will jump back onto to deep space Nine afterwards anyway star trek I, I, online it's free it's a massively multiplayer online game where you can play um, either uh, three different factions: Federation, Klingon, or uh, Romulan. And it's and, set. Um, it's set in, um, I suppose, TV series wise. It's set during Deep Space Nine. So the Federation and the, the Klingons, end
1: DS Nine.
0: Yeah, so the Federation and the Klingons are no longer uh, allied.
1: Yeah, it's, it's when they're loosely. at war. Right. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah. so warf has joined ds9 and then he's had that awkward time of like well, mm-hmm. what do i do mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah it is interesting to note that the romulans was an expansion
0: oh right okay
1: um which was why you can only be romulans or make your own alien because make it was like alien, a, yeah. um but it also explains why klingon has like seven different races you can be because it mm. was at, at what that point the other side, and of course, you don't want to be like all the races versus one. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's why they sort of you could be the the Gorn or whatever,
0: mm, and they'd allied themselves with the with the Klingon. I mean, yeah, uh, I, it, it's 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 one of those kind of games that speaks to me as something that I should enjoy. I love multiplayer games, uh, especially in online persistent worlds. Um, I, I love Star Trek, but the PlayStation Four version is just so buggy. It it crashed on me. On my first playthrough, I got through the um, tutorial section and started the first couple of missions um, on the Klingon side. And I was on on a planet and suddenly it just dumped me back into my ship. No warning, no anything. And then wouldn't allow me to transport back down to the planet, which I needed to get to to be able to do the mission. I thought, oh, that's it. it's, It's obviously bugged. There's something wrong with this let's let's jump into federation character see you know just just run through the tutorial there and and do stuff and the tutorial was bugged the character that i needed to go and see wasn't there okay fine log out log back in see if that fixes it and it did character was there i chatted to them and the dialogue ends with you know follow me and we'll go over to the phaser shooting range or whatever the, the the quest was and she just didn't go anywhere didn't move Okay, fine, I'll wait wait a minute and see if the the NPC engages and actually goes anywhere. No. So, okay, fine, I will log back off and and back in, do that, and she's just not there. She's obviously gone in the the 30 seconds it had taken me. And the place where she goes isn't marked on the map. There's no doors that I can open to be able to get through, and I'm stuck in this very odd central plaza area. Oh, that's Um, funny. And that's it. That is my experience of Star Trek Online.
1: Yeah, I started a character in all three races and got through to the first mission on all three races. All three of my mm. characters have done at least one mission. Uh, I did not enjoy the Klingon storyline. I thought it was really flat. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, I mean, one of the problems is um. what I had with it was, like, it's not, all of the missions have to have you starting out as dipshit guy and through various circumstances, um, you become the a uh, uh, freshly minted captain of your ship. Yep. Um, and in the Klingon, uh, mild spoiler alert for the first half hour of Klingon Sto. Um, you are like the third in command, mm-hmm. and you guys get ambushed, and then uh, your your boss, your second in command, tells you that the the captain betrayed everyone to save his own ass, and that then they challenge the captain to a battle on behalf of the crew because he sucks and has betrayed them and they die so now you're second command and then you challenge him to a battle on behalf of the crew it's
0: like really what was the point of that loop what? well yeah and and like it's just thinking, okay I, I can see they want you to, to feel like you're low level that you don't have the experience but they need to be able to get you into a captain position to be able to yeah, get you but, to do all of the ship stuff but
1: at least have the I mean, second it, command
0: die or something versus
1: like literally you are just like hitting the repeat button but this time you have control over the character so maybe you'll be able yeah. to shoot him in the face
0: well yeah see I, I got through that part and the the one issue that sort of didn't you know make me try a romulan character to see if that was bugged but the one issue that sort of almost made me think i will definitely stop now um, was that combat isn't fantastic space combat is pretty good Space combat's pretty good, yeah. Um, but hand to hand or um, you know phaser combat just it's a little bit poor.
1: it, it is quite um, sluggish, one
0: might say. It's 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 very basic, it's very sluggish, similar to Transformers in that way. Um, different because it's Star Trek Online isn't built around that. There's lots of other things to do, like space combat and the space. You know, and combat- is a massive, you know, online game. So there's there's lots to be able to get into, um, but yeah, I just meh. A, a combination of bugginess and just general so, rubbishness.
1: So um, the Romulan storyline was quite interesting. Um, it's because the Romulan homeworlds, the twin homeworlds of Remus and Romulus. They've been exploded. Been exploded. Uh, and so there's sort of a few factions, uh, two factions going on. The people, the bad people who seize the Empire, essentially, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Rebellion, who is like, we want better, like people on the fringes shouldn't be paying tribute for, for poor treatment, blah, blah, blah. And so you, no matter what, you join the Rebellion. And it seems like there's, given that it's the expansion, you can tell that they had timed it think a lot better about sort okay. of the beginning of missions and and, yeah. and the overall plot. Um, but after I played my Federation character for a couple more missions, I was like, there's no reason I would ever want to... Like, I'm a Star Trek fan, but I'm a Star Trek fan because uh, I like the, that whole political, equality, exploration, yeah, yeah, science-focused yeah. thing. Of course I'm not... like I'm going to want to play the pe- Federation um, because I want to have missions that sort of epitomize star trek otherwise i'll play a better game that's in space also i don't want to be a tactical officer in star trek i want to be like a science guy or an engineer guy because again the federation we is at war but that's not their focus
0: yeah completely and completely. it was
1: just sort of like oh this means like a large chunk of the game is just
0: yeah and not like, i'm not I interested
1: it... in theoretically let alone the fact that it's kind of sloppy
0: yeah. And I mean, it is it is a different game if you want to be looking at a different era of, um, you know, of Star Trek and you want to go more along the lines of, you know, the idea behind No Man's Sky about exploration, uh, you know, charting and cataloging different things about exploring the galaxy that's been in, uh, you know, and something like a, a No Man's Sky slash Star Trek collaboration with maybe a little bit more than no man's sky actually allows you to do you know with a you know something like that with a franchise behind it may have seen people stick with with no man's sky a little bit a little bit more but that's kind of like the game that i thought that star trek online should be um but as soon as you get into the tutorials and almost the first or second one is about combat you think okay i can see that this is it's like a standard mmo it yeah. is the you know the level progression, unlocking different items, upgrading yourself, your skills, your ship. It is like a standard MMO, just with a Star Trek skin, mm-hmm. with you know relatively poor ground combat and and good ship combat.
1: Especially for um, uh, like you say a multi sort of layered game. The ship combat's really quite quite good for an older PC MMO that's been ported. You're like, oh wow, there's it's quite got some reasonable flexibility. Yeah, yeah. Um so one thing I was curious about um which is why I haven't uninstalled it yet. But I haven't played it in a couple of weeks and I'm I have um limited space. Oh, mind you, I played it on the Xbox when it was when it came out. It came out on both. Or it came out within days. I can't remember Yes, it to, did. Yeah,
0: it was very it was very close. Yeah. yeah,
1: and and I didn't experience the bugs you did. Yeah. Um and um but I'm going to get I, my Xbox is full and I haven't touched it. And the only reason I want I kept it around was because I haven't actually played with someone else. And it's an MMO. But mm. like, I know enough about sort of the engine that it doesn't really grip me. I'm like, I don't really care.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's fair. It's not one that's going to uh, retain people. I don't think very long, unless you are diehard Star Trek fan and you have nothing else to play perhaps. Yeah. So uh
1: that's a good segue into uh one of the games I played on the mm. PS4. Um is uh i i re-picked up Warframe, which I've played oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the PC a little bit. I had a character on the PS4 uh you know six months ago that I did the half of the intro tutorial mission on, and so I just used that guy and then I because I had repicked it up on the Xbox when I first got the xbox but uh it's it's a you know third person um it's it's like it's like clearly destiny saw what warframe was doing in in a lot of ways I think because it's a science fiction customized your guy, but mostly sort of your map is just a planet with a bunch of missions on it, and you mm-hmm. hit go to mission and it pairs you with people and you do the mission and you get the rewards. There's way less yeah, plot yeah, yeah. in Warframe, but it's there's
0: a lot of similarities, I think, there. And um, it's not quite an open world, is it? It's very instanced. Yeah, it's, it's just shards, basically. Instant yeah, charts. yeah. Um, and I, I seem to remember when I played it, uh, when I first got my PS4, because I didn't have many games and it was free, I tried it out on PlayStation 4 and enjoyed it. But I thought the combat in that was very good. I thought it was really uh, good. I think yeah, it was an really example good. of a game which does combat very well. Um, very, I'm not sure whether it's just because of the, uh, the the character that I picked, um, but it was very melee uh, heavy. There wasn't a huge amount of shooting. Oh, really? Mm. So now
1: that but, it's been but, but out for, which I enjoyed, which I enjoyed. Yeah, no, it's been out for a while. There's, like, so you have, like, I can't remember, because, again, I think it's three or five possible tenos or robot skins yes with various um abilities you can start out with um I universally have picked uh bolt the electro guy I don't know mm. why every time I start I'm like that one seems great click and I'm like why don't you try something new too late I've already picked <laughs> yeah. I also love my primary weapon as a bow um so I'm playing the electro guy as a stealth character and he has no real range to his powers but when he gets like when people swarm him suddenly i the bows slow and i can just unleash all my energy and back the fuck up
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: um but yeah and i, I the reason i brought that up is cuz if you were looking for sort of a sci-fi game where you you know had um sci-fi elements and some lore and uh good good quality um on the ground combat there's no reason to play star trek online when warframe is free
0: yeah, and the, uh, yeah, like like we said j- just now, unless you're a massive Star Trek fan and you 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 know want to give it a go. However, if you're a fan of games, yeah, Warframe is definitely uh, definitely a better pick.
1: Although it doesn't the, have any ship combat, as far as I know. But
0: um, no, I don't think I'd ever bu- encounter that. You can get new that.
1: ships, but I think again, like Destiny, they're just cosmetic.
0: Yeah, and there was different upgrades. I think I I progressed to a point where I'd been dumped into a ship. I'd upgraded a couple of elements of it or turned a couple of elements on and then done a couple of missions come back with other items that I could upgrade the the ship with. Yeah. And that's the um, standard
1: ship you're, you're sort of is your home base.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's like your hub really yeah. where you pick the, the different missions that you want to be able to go and to. That, and
1: stuff. That's where you can build new weapons, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Mm, mm. So it's yeah. Better than Star Trek online in our books.
1: Yeah. Um. And uh, I would really. I think it that it's a game that would really work a lot better with people.
0: Yes. Um, yeah.
1: Because I I played a, a few levels that were sort of it automatically match makes you unless you choose to go to solo. And I again because I I enjoy the stealth play of the bow. I've been playing most missions by myself.
0: Yeah, that's it's the same way that I experienced the game. Uh, I think I tried to match make with the the first one and it didn't pick anyone up and i was Uh, sort of waiting for a couple of minutes and thought no i just i just jump in and just play by myself i've played a couple
1: times with people but they often know what they're doing it's the same this perennial problem of mmo runs where they've just they rush off right yeah yeah or in general i'm sorry but i can't use a bow character unless uh we like just crest a hill and i take a few guys out by the time they catch up Mm. right other than that it's it's just
0: yeah you almost want to play the sort of the scout role um, yeah,
1: but that doesn't work when everyone's just charging through with no planning, right?
0: No, not with, yeah, not with randoms. I suppose if you've got a, a squad as such, a couple yeah. of people that you're actually playing with to be able to coordinate with, it makes it a much better game, as we'd previously spoken about um, Battlefield 1 in yeah. the, um, on the test episode we did. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a definitely a better game if you're playing with friends. Yeah, yeah, completely. So that's a very good time to roll into our interview. Do you want to reintroduce it again, of- Adam?
1: <laughs> You're supposed to be like, tanked up, roll out.
0: <laughs> no, because um, then people think of Transformers, and yes. then they're disappointed.
1: And then they think, oh, wouldn't it be cooler if the Autobots were really Tenos because they're the coolest sort of organic metal-looking things? Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, I, I'd like to... If anyone uh, is on the PlayStation um, network and wants to play Warframe with me at the OmniArch, T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H, in general, um, we'll go through the plugs later, but I just figure I would like to try it with another person, so there you go. Um, Now, the interview is again uh, with uh, Naomi, and she is the creator of Into the Black, a VR game where you are either a fox or a bear. Beep. (laughs) Hi guys, it's Adil here with Hanked Up, and I'm here with Naomi with Into the Black. Hello! So, first of all, tell us about this game.
2: Okay, so I'm currently doing a Masters in Games Design and Development, and we have to create a game in our second year. This game is a third-person virtual reality game. It's set in Yellowstone National Park, where you play as a bear and a fox who are escaping wildfires, but you're also being hunted by some hunters who are taking advantage of the situation to poach illegally. Ah, okay. So you've sort of been thrown together, and you have to work.
1: And um, uh, can I ask, what um, do you do? You have a fixed idea? of where your inspiration came from, or is it just sort of one of those things? It was. I think
2: it was quite general. That the characters themselves came from. I did last year some of the coloring books. And I did a bear and a fox, and when I was trying to come up with some characters, they were literally sitting on my wall. And I looked at them and I was like, they're quite nice, let's maybe go in that direction. So I used that inspiration, and then just generally I've always been quite interested in nature, and I like Yellowstone itself, so I wanted to kind of set it there as well.
1: Awesome. And what made you choose VR?
2: I'm lucky enough that we've got access to the hardware, um, and I thought it'd be a little bit silly to pass up on the opportunity to develop for it, um, when I wasn't sure if I'd have that when I graduate. Right. So, I thought, why not? <laughs> yeah. And
1: uh, you developed, did you develop with uh, the Vive or the... Uh... With the Oculus. Oculus. Yeah, with the Oculus 2
2: uh, No, we're using the consumer version. Oh. Yeah, we're lucky enough that we got two consumer versions. Nice. I was using the DK2 sort of in January, February, and then the Oculus came okay. out. Much,
1: it, and Whenever. you actually got it apparently <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah I have a DK2 at home
2: okay and, yeah
1: and a uh, Vive the um, Vive is great I really
2: yeah. like the Vive yeah. um, it was just I chose the because I can use a controller Right. Um, and I don't know what it's like for the Vive I know you've got the two, two well, you, controllers in you your can, hands, you but, could
1: use like the Steam controller or whatever yeah, right? yeah. It's not, they're pushing
2: it. yeah it's wavy sticks the wavy sticks <laughs> I like that
1: um, so so um, what made you jump into games?
2: I did three D animation as an undergrad, um, and my dissertation was actually on games design. So I've always really enjoyed games. I played things like The Sims, Rollercoaster Tycoon. I've had numerous arguments with my siblings over Nintendo sixty four, Mario Party, sort of switching off the, <laughs> the console when someone loses or something. Um, so I always love games, and then. I had a year out and I wasn't quite sure what to do. I was freelancing, but wasn't getting that much work, so I decided to look around. My family helped me. My brother noticed that there was a course in games design, and he was sort of like, "Why don't you try it? You know, see if you like it." So I applied and I got in. Awesome. And that's the story. It. Yes, that's the story.
1: Um, going back to back to the black. Um,
2: <laughs> what uh, what?
1: What made you pick the third-person perspective, because that's sort of Numer- more unique Yeah, there's
2: numerous reasons, and um, one, I think there's a little niche in the market for third-person, and most VR games are first-person, yeah. and there's a, there's a very good reason for that. Um, but also my characters wouldn't work in first-person, because I'd have to include things like a head bob, or at least something right. to, to let you know that you're not human. Right. Um, and and
1: it like would have to be things. very
2: low, and I just, I just don't think that would work. But also the world that I've created... I want, wanted the player to be set back from that and to actually experience the immersion and um, it's quite nice to feel like you're tied to the character in front of you because you're a spirit you're sort of controlling them so it, you feel that connection when you're slightly away yeah that's
1: interesting because you'd think Normally you'd think third person was less immersive, but I yeah. see what you mean. It's,
2: it's the way that I've designed the story. It, it, you're the spirit guide who is looking after the bear and the fox. So it's not like, you know, Lucky's Tale, you play third person, but yeah. I didn't feel any connection towards Lucky. I was just like, oh, he's a little fox, he's really cute, but I didn't feel responsible. Right. So I feel more responsible for a these bit guys. Like yeah.
1: <laughs> um. so what was your first console?
2: Nintendo 64. Oh. Yeah, it was 64.
1: And, uh, were you primarily a console gamer or a... Uh...
2: I was actually primarily a PC gamer. I didn't get my first proper console, so an Xbox 360, till I was 17. Um, so before that I was PC gaming, um, but I also didn't even have a Steam account, so I was working off like CD-ROMs, ah. um, and then when I went to university I was using the Xbox 360, and now, now I've got a PS4 and the Xbox 360, both of them.
1: Do you still PC game much, or is
2: it? I still PC game. I got a Steam account. I love. I like doing PC gaming because you get all the indie games. Yeah. So that's primarily why I still do that um, stuff, like The Long Dark. I don't know if Fantastic. I honestly cannot praise it enough. The only thing I issue I have is that you're quite low to the ground. I don't know if they've changed that because they've done quite a few updates now.
1: I don't know. Um, I played it. Quite but the it's way too. just
2: it's just wonderful. Um, and it's games like that that you know. Other people are developing like me. Um, So I want to give people a chance.
1: And uh, so you're getting support from your your school, right? Yes, yeah. And so um, do they have like a sort of once you're done, do they sort of take care of you? How does that sort of work? So,
2: as a as a grad, um, we've got grads in there right now who are showcasing with us, um, and they tend to look. We're like a family. They tend to look after you. A lot of the grads come back and see us. Or there's, I think they're they're building a new building right now. So I wonder if there's. I think there's gonna be like a little room where people are gonna be able to come in and work as well. Um, but once you leave, it you don't really leave. I think it's it's pretty much treated as you're a grad. But so, very uh, close. how big is the program? It's, uh, I think they take eight students every year. Okay. Um, there's seven in my
1: year. Oh, small.
2: Yeah, we're very small.
1: <laughs> um, you, you name-dropped The Long Dark. Um, Other oh. indie games yeah. that you... Um... So, Tanked Up is a platform agnostic mm-hmm. uh, podcast, mm-hmm. and, um, but we are the only one on the Out of Life network who Talks PC Games. Yep. So we're always looking for uh, you know games to drop that people might not have heard of. Yeah. Let
2: me... Let me... We have a thing. I know
1: it's 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 like asking someone what their <laughs> favorite movie is. It's like, well, I like a lot.
2: There, there's people have probably heard of it, um, but Bit Trip Runner. Oh, yeah. Um, it's probably very common, but I play that whenever I'm a little bit bored because it's just I like to be able to the the rhythm of it is really great. Um, The Long Dark, obviously. Yeah. Uh. What else have I played? I've got Limbo, but again, I like it's very well known. So Let me
1: get into Limbo. I'm
2: kind of stuck on it right now, um, with the spider coming after me.
1: <laughs> um, but
2: I want to play their new game, the one that right. they just made. I think it's Inside. It's cool. Yeah. Um, but I, I have to say, I'm a bit old school, so I'm like The Sims still. Roller Coaster Tycoon.
1: <laughs> the Sims, like the original?
2: The original. Well, I don't have those anymore. I used, to, I used to be able to play them, but I play The like, Sims 3. Yeah. Um, it's something kind of fun about... Putting my Sims in the room and they like, yeah. just. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there's something that they lost with Sims 4, like yeah. the losing the open world was a really. really weird. I Haven't even played it. I've not
2: even. Not even looked at it. So um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. If you really? haven't
1: played Super Hexagon. You no. Need to play Super I haven't Hexagon. played Super Hexagon. Oh, it's great. Okay. It I'll is have addictive. To put that on my list. I put it on my yeah. list. it's almost. It's, you can get like through.
2: Okay. Um,
1: and it's very simple and very addictive. Yeah. And. Uh, what you have to do is play the, so it, it starts at hard yep. and harder and hardest, and then as you finish hard, harder and hardest, okay. it gets harder and harder than the <laughs> rest. Um, and you're basically just a little triangle, have you seen?
2: Now? No, and no, I haven't Basically,
1: you're a triangle and you rotate in a circle, uh,
2: uh, and okay.
1: meanwhile, the geometric shapes are collapsing on, and you have to navigate through, oh, but fun. it's really, 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 really fast. <laughs> Um, I but have really bad skills no, when it comes to like really, that. But what's really, really weird is that really like five million times? <laughs> um, what's really weird is um, you play it on hard and you're like this is super super fast and mm-hmm. then you jump to hardest and you play and you're gonna last less than two seconds and you play like four or five times at that and you go back to hard and it's slow <laughs> and it's like this game has literally changed my perception <laughs> of time.
2: That is so
1: <laughs> weird. Um, it, it, I
2: would have to play it. That, it does is, sound, that does sound. good, actually.
1: But yeah, you definitely have to try that, like yeah, yeah. jumping to the hardest, and okay. then you're like, "Whoa, this is this is way more." I remember home. that. I remember
2: like, that. Like,
1: you know, you know, Steam, you can like have your like the showcase a couple of your achievements. Uh-huh. Beating hard is like one of my. <laughs> and, and I've been playing the game for like off and on over the past year, like right. putting on board. And it's one of those things where like passing a level is lasting sixty seconds.
2: Okay. And
1: then, but you to start, you just hit space mm-hmm. again, and okay. you literally you can just... use mouse left right or keyboard left no, right fun. or controller left right yeah, and yeah. that's it just two buttons that
2: sounds like fun yeah it's really good i just remembered a game actually while you were talking um i don't know if many people have heard about it it's old it's called siberia it's on it's good yeah it's on steam um and it actually was on sale not long ago and that game was inspiration for a lot of my like i love game stuff i started playing it a long time ago um and it's fantastic like the whole steampunk Cyber stuff. It's not even cyber, it's just crazy. All the yeah. game's crazy. Mammoths, love Mammoths. So yeah, that's also a really good game.
1: And are you a of beer? I'm a
2: fan of beer, yes. I think you guys asked me this question. Yes. So, yes.
1: Um, <laughs> do you have, uh, are you a craft brew drinker? or? I mean, I drink have...
2: anything. That sounds really bad. I'm not an alcoholic. Um, but I will, I, I will pretty much drink any beer as long as it, isn't too bitter. Um, so you're I like, not like a
1: fan of IPAs then, with that sort of really in-your-face hop.
2: I'm not sure, but I would say a good one that I drank recently. My friend made me try was um, by BrewDog as uh, Dead Pony Club.
1: Oh, that's a great one.
2: Yeah, really, really good. Um, and then I like beer with tequila. I'm a big Desperados fan. Ah, okay. Um, so I wouldn't know if that's, that's not classified as a craft bit. No, but that's fine. It's, I mean, uh, it's, it's still tasty. Um, but I can't think of any others off the top of my good. head. And there's a brewery near me, actually. It's, nice. uh, the Camden Town Brewery, okay. and um, they do the Camden ales and pale ales and all that. So. You know,
1: here in Birmingham, there's a brew dog um, brew pub.
2: Oh, is there? Yeah. Ah. It's not even I'm not, sa- I'm not staying in Birmingham. I'm still staying just outside. Yeah. Um, but there's one in London as well. Yeah. And there's one in Nottingham. I, I was at Union in Nottingham, yeah. so they have so, one there. So, you,
1: I mean, you, you've done some development regularly. Did mm-hmm. you find it much of a stretch to sort of get a handle on the VR or was it just sort of another technical it, I
2: think it was just another hurdle to cross the only issues I would find is is um, when an Oculus get, gets an update there's, like, you have to sort of deal with Unity and then you have to update that and sometimes there's a few bugs sometimes a few issues um, but all it is is it's another camera yeah. and the only thing you have to do is you have to design your game around the camera. Right. And that's the mistake I made at the beginning. I designed my game first and then I put the camera in and it didn't work. Because, you know, you've got to think about rotation, you've got to think about the way the poem moves. So that, I would say, is the only technical hurdle is you have to think about the game and the VR headset as a, you know, together. It's together
1: integral thing. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned uh, rotating. I've, I've talked yeah. to a handful of VR devs uh, here at VGX and it seems like... So, like, uh, if you play... Do you get a chance to play wind ones.
2: Not yet, no, I haven't
1: played it yet. Um, but so they've got it, so there's two modes. So, like, uh, left stick is walk around, yep. right stick is, um, you, it just registers left and right, okay. and either it's continuous, uh, rotate or it's 45 degree clicks, yep. basically. Yep. Uh, and I, they have it default to the 45, and I found that jarring, but then they, they, they told me that people really got disconcerted by, the fact that their eyes are telling them their body is rotating. Yeah, yeah. Um, So did you find that in your playtesting?
2: So I originally had uh, a part where you had to rotate in sort of, I think it was a 180. Um, And what would happen is, is you would rotate the character, but then the camera would rotate after you, and you'd have no control over it. So I think when you have control over the camera, it makes things better. So if you can actually physically press a button to rotate yourself... Yeah. I I think that works better than the camera actually moving by itself and rotating. Um, But I've taken that rotation altogether in my game. I've gone sort of the edge of nowhere route where um, the level itself is designed to make it feel like you're moving, you know, in in like a dog leg. Um, But you never actually rotate. So the camera just sort of strikes side to side.
1: Now is it fixed linear then?
2: Yes. Yeah, so you're consistently fixed on a point and the camera just, it's like it's just attached by a lead. And right. It just sort of moves like this. And I tried rotation in so many different ways. I tried like, you know, 45 degree yeah. turns. I've tried continuous movement and it just didn't, yeah. didn't work. I think it depends on the game. I was just like, with,
1: with Windlands, I think you get away with it because it's a sort of a puzzle platformer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so you're thinking game mechanics. Yeah. again. You're trying to internalize like how long your grappling hooks are, and so yeah. it's just another thing you can sort of pick up on. Is it first person? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think that helps too. I think first person
1: versus um, like seeing the character.
2: Yeah, and also like I don't know, I've I've not played it, so I don't know if there's anything around you or if there's like much going on in the UI sense. Not. Um, not but a lot, it helps no. if you the rotation. It helps if you've got something to focus on. So I've put like a thing in the center of my game, yeah. yeah, and that sits there the whole time to help your eyes. Focus. Yeah, and they have um, got that too. Yeah,
1: and it also tells it turns white. Um, yeah. like it's a donut shape a yeah. torus and it turns white when when you can grapple so it okay. helps you figure out the distance yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but yeah so I I, so I poke at VR um, and I sort of hadn't thought about this problem of, of rotation yeah. and it seems uh Perennial.
2: It's it's hard. It's very difficult. But I think once people start to develop more and more for it, it will become easier and easier to figure out. But it's all experimental right now. Yeah, I mean, well, all VR games out there are just testing, testing, testing.
1: And uh, I guess um, um, when you mentioned you designed the game without the... Uh, Camera in mind, was it always sort of on rails, or did you have a point where it was?
2: I the I've gone through numerous iterations of the camera. Um, yeah. It started as being just its own entity, and um, you would move and like any third-person yeah. game, the camera just has its own yeah. life, basically. And then I put the camera on rails, um, but and I found that the problem with that was the camera would rotate um, by itself when it was on rails. Um, so the camera actually right now it's not on a rail. It's, uh, it just sits there behind the player, but I've coded it, so it's never allowed to rotate. Oh, um, okay. So it just sits, like, you can, you can turn your head, you can control the rotation, but the left stick that doesn't, the right stick doesn't work, it doesn't work and the left right. stick doesn't control anything, but okay. forward and backwards.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for chatting.
2: Thank you. Thanks very much. Appreciate
1: it. Cheers. <laughs> I look forward to playing the game.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry it's a bit, uh, um, oh, a it's bit go- busy it's a, right now. It's, it's a good yeah, thing. It's good. <laughs> um, but we're here. Like, I don't know how many days you are here today. you here all the yeah. time? So just come by whenever you want. Um, you know where we are yeah. now. So, but definitely, I would definitely recommend trying out the other the other VR games. They're really interesting.
0: Wasn't that a great interview, Ben? It was. I think it was very informative. Very good. Very good. So Arbor and Wiper and True Clogwork Orange IPA. Brewed with oranges, but no clogs. What did you think? I loved it. Uh, I'm not normally
1: a fruit beer kind of guy, mm. um, but it is just the right amount of fruit. Um, I'm glad you you introduced the whole title because it's, it's not... We've had a couple IPAs now that um, uh, we sort of characterize as not a standard IPA because they're not sort mm. of smacking your face with hops. I think it's because sort of IPAs have been the craft beer standard for you know well over a decade now. Yeah, and yeah. People are finally sort of finding the nuance that can come with it instead of mm-hmm. focusing on all of the smack, like, like just strong in-your-face flavors. Um, and I think that this is a perfect example because it is clearly an IPA. I mean, got that hops, uh, but everything is much more understated. It's sort of you can see where the Wiper and
0: True nuance subtlety Yes, yeah, yeah, completely. That was that would have been my comment. I mean, Arbor, the, the ones that we've had are that big-flavored IPA that that hit you and that are full of flavor. Uh, whereas the Wiper and True are very balanced. They know how to very well balance that that four into the sort of the the, the, the finish uh, and get that taste all the way through. So I think this does have that very good combination of a very big IPA, but that's been pared down very slightly to give a very nice balanced finish.
1: I was gonna say it it's big but not large.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um so it has that IPA, but like with that orange right off the top. It tastes really refreshing. But mm. it's still an mm. IPA. Like it's still yep. got that sort of Bitter core, but again not smacking in the face. And then, as the orange fades, you have a, a very nice, like you said, balanced IPA
0: finish. Yeah, 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 fantastic! So that has been our episode fifty. Woo! Fifty episodes, fuck! Oh, we should do something with fifty episodes. We should. What should we do? Uh, I don't know, a contest or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Nah maybe you will hear in a moment cut it otherwise (laughs) something
1: yeah um like you know maybe give away one of um our our top rated games from last year uh soma that's alex's favorite a
0: very good idea
1: Mm -hmm. and then maybe a game that we just have lying around like wow wwe 2k16 on pc
0: just something that's hanging out not doing very much yeah i think we should probably do that
1: Insert contest rules here. Here are the official Tanked Up episode 50 celebration contest rules. We are looking for the best image that's still or animated GIF that best encapsulates all that is tanked up. That's right, folks. Just send along to our Twitter at tanked up underscore cast with the hashtag T-U-F-50. Your entries of an image that uh, you think best describes the long and arduous journey of this 50 episodes has been. It can be your best rendition of what you think Ben and I uh, look like uh, at the end of a, a long episode, uh, it, or it could be the, an abstract um, expressionist painting of all that it is craft beer and video games. Again, tweet us at up underscore cast. Hashtag T-U-E-P-50. How would we uh, get a hold of you, Ben?
0: So I am at Nova underscore 47 on most things. Add who stole my name if you'd like to get me on Steam. Right. How about you? Uh,
1: as I said in the um, please play Warframe with me request. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm at the Omniarch. that's T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H, and I'm also that on Xbox, Steam, Twitter, and think that's all of the things. All of the things.
0: Yes, yes, all of the things. Excellent. Uh, and obviously, we have been tanked up. this nice 7.4% of Viper and True collaboration. You can get us on Twitter at tankedup underscore cast. You can email us if you really want to. Um, tanksup.cast at tanksupcast@gmail.com. You can also get us um, out of lives. Ah, uh, I can't remember what the
1: the email address email or, uh, address out of lives pod at uh, gmail.com or podcast that's at it? out of lives.net.
0: Yes, that's the one. Blah, podcast blah, at out blah, of lives.net. Blah, blah, blah. Or visit things. exactly. Or visit out of lives dot net. Um, we have lives dot net. Yeah. Why do I think it's out dot I don't know anyway, um, you can go there. You can see the articles that people write. You can listen to all of the podcasts that cover it across the entire out of lives network
1: um also uh come visit us on our Facebook page um, yes, and we'll probably have more about said contests there um yeah,
0: nice either that or go to Twitter as we said hit us up at up underscore cast, and we may have some more information about the contest or there.
1: I may have some vi- a lot of creative editing where I remove the word contest from the last 10 minutes because we haven't thought of something.
0: <laughs> more than I can.
1: Check on Twitter for more information on...
0: So anyways... <laughs> Take it easy, everybody. Bye. Ooh. Oh! Oh! Yeah, I did now. Weird. Nice. Cool. All right. I shall begin. I'm gonna be a little more upbeat today than I was last week. Like, welcome to Tank Tap. I'm feeling ill, but I don't know it yet. Ah, okay. uh, yes, ignorant. <laughs> yeah.
1: We are looking for the best image, that still or animated GIF. That encapsulated it's that fuck off Adil. Mm. T U F fifty. Hurrah. No, that's long. Mm. With the ha- hashtag... Ciao. Ciao. Ciao bye. Nice.